everyone. Uh, I'm Gerald Valley, and this is The Drop-In. Thank you so much for tuning in. It has been an amazing first two segments. And if you haven't listened to Sarah in the first two segments, go back and watch it after you're done with this. Go back and listen to it. Uh, I, I guarantee you there is somebody out there, if it is not you, you can share the information with, and it's going to help them. It's going gonna, it's gonna to give them an opportunity to possibly open doors so they can get to be the best version of themselves possible, which has been my focus for almost two decades now. And oftentimes we just have to see it. Like you don't know what you don't know. And and uh, with Sarah, she's sharing some serious nuggets of wisdom. Serious. You know, the first segment, we talked about dyslexia, and there's uh, she offered up resources and different things in her experience. Second segment, incredible of how impactful uh, a different style of teaching could be that, that we all don't learn from reading a book and hearing a lecture. We might need to touch it. We might need to see it. We might need to get dirty for it to stick. For it to to make an impact in our lives. And now we're going to get into a little bit of what the, but about the hardcore therapist. Like, why would somebody call themselves a hardcore therapist? Like, I, I, I know the answer. I know the answer. Why? Why the hardcore therapist? Well, um, it's always so funny because I don't think people think of me as someone who's hardcore. I say it when I when I explain, <laughs> I'm like, I got to tell you about my incredible friend. And, and then I, I talk about your love for hardcore music. And I'm like, but if you see her walking down the street, you never know. It. Yeah, like I'm not I don't look super hardcore. So, yeah, I love hardcore punk. It is um, I used to say when I was a kid, like I was the uh, happiest angry girl you'll ever meet. Right. And they're they're like I always was like super into like posicore. Like so like this genre of hardcore music, more positive. Um, I'm you know, I, I grew up I was straight edge and, you know, I was just into that whole thing. And um, I became a therapist. And like when I thought of that, actually, I didn't think of the hardcore therapist. So Ray Capo or Raghunath from Youth of Today I would be on one of his podcasts as a guest, like not as a guest, as a viewer. And he would he would say hi to everyone in the morning and he'd be like, Sarah Koretsky G, the hardcore therapist. And that's kind of how it came up. So And for fans of hardcore, their head just exploded right, because so, you're you're talking about youth of today. Right. So I mean I'm very lucky and blessed that I get to talk to a ton of people in hardcore. But yeah, so he actually gave me the name and then Permanenda, John Porcel. People might know him from Judge Youth of Today, Values Here, a bunch of bands. Um, he is the hardcore yogi. And I called him and asked for her for permission <laughs> before because I was like, I don't want you to think I'm doing this to like ride on your coattails. Right. And right. he was like, I don't own the word hardcore. And so for people who aren't into hardcore music, when I when I think of the word hardcore, hardcore is like I am going to work so hard and so diligently for you. I am going to be hardcore. Like it's not going to be, well, thank you for your time. I will see you in a week. I am not that person. So, <laughs> oh, Gerald. <laughs> Gerald. I don't know why that triggered like tears <laughs> in my eyes. I have no idea. Like what is it? What is it with us when we talk? Like, I know we do cry. 
That, that, I'm not ashamed of it, but why that? Like that I'm going to work hardcore for you. That triggers an emotional response for me. That's interesting. Maybe yeah. because you want people to, you know, treat you as hardcore as you treat everyone else and you give to everyone else. Well, it's interesting. Let's get back to you. <laughs> Let's get back to you. Sorry, okay. <laughs> that is now Gerald uh, deflecting because he doesn't want it to be about him. Um, yeah, so that's how it became the hardcore therapist. And so... That's who I am. So how do you um, go from teaching yeah. into therapy? I'm interested in that transition. So um, I actually thought I was going to do school counseling. Um, so I actually have a master's degree in mental health counseling and school counseling. It's my third master's degree because I have, I, have I have learning problems where I need to learn a lot. Um, and I thought I was going to just stay in schools and kind of do this experiential what happened was they started cutting, and I didn't want to end up possibly going back to teaching art, which would not have been a bad thing. It just wasn't the direction I wanted to move. So um, I was lucky enough that I did some really great um, internships in mental health therapy, and my professor um, from Wayne State has a practice, and I started working there. My thought was I was going to be working mostly with substance use disorder, um, and I really wanted to work with people who um, were on the opposite side of substance. Like, you and I have talked about this. So, like, let's say your partner has a substance use disorder, and now you are enabling. You are, like, I wanted to work with those are the people um, because of my experiences in my life. I thought I could be really helpful in, a, in that way. But... Um, yeah, so I started a like I started in and I'm in a practice, um, and then I also do coaching, as well, and that's what I do. I could talk about it like for hours, but I want you to be specific of what you want to know about. <laughs> right. So, well, I love your marketing. Like I, I remember when you you sent some. Uh, initially sent some things over and it, go to the hardcorethepist.com and you'll see it, it's rad Thank because you. there's like cassette tapes and it's 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 authentic and I think I think that's appealing to a lot an audience that maybe wouldn't step up and say I might need some help because a lot of the hardcore uh you know the fans of hardcore are very masculine testosterone driven yes. males who maybe won't admit that yeah. they may need a hand. No, totally. And I think that that was another piece for me is I've always I've always been into hardcore. Like I was hardcore skate culture. Like I was immersed with men or men around me always. And so like I'm not like other therapists. I'm a cool therapist. Now I mean like I mean <laughs> no, but I think because I understand it in a different level, it would be easier to talk to somebody like me who I get I get it. I get the shame involved. With, with going to therapy when you're supposed to have this like kind of bravado, you know, and this really masculine energy. Um, and, you know, so that was another important piece for me, too, is like letting people know in our in in our in, you know, the hardcore community that, you know, there are therapists out there who love hardcore, who understand the world of hardcore, understand the community and, you know, want to help people when they feel like they're struggling. Yes, and one of the most courageous things, the most gnarly, like, I think, punk rock thing you can do is ask for a hand. And it's Absolutely. still challenging for me, but it's something I learned in recovery is that 
I, I we can't do it alone. No. And there are things that you can't read your way out of. There are things that aren't going to really make a difference in your life. Or maybe you keep barking up the same damn tree. Yeah. And to hear another opinion, especially, I mean, uh, Sarah's lived it. Like yeah. she has lived it and she's book educated about it. So, I mean, come on, man. Like you cannot, you, you couldn't ask for a better opportunity Thank than you. to ask somebody like Sarah. Well, and it's, it's interesting because, um, this is my second website. I used to have a different website that did not look like me at all. It looked very polished and very professional, but it was not hardcore at all. It was like very therapeutic, like namaste, like, mm-hmm. like, you know, very like ethereal, I guess. And that, and I, I, I sat with it for about a year and I'm like, the person who made it did a great job, but was not who I am. And, um, you know, I think that that's important. And I think that's an important piece for me when I'm working with people is I will always be authentic. And I needed something that was authentic to, to show who I am. So people know who they're dealing with, that they're not going to be dealing with like this ethereal, you know, forest nymph. I have no idea why that came to my mind, but like that's not what they're getting when they got me. Right. And, you know, for, so that I just wanted to say that a minute ago I was actually thinking about that was like when you, my my website and my branding, my um, Callie Barnes, who was one of my students at Groves High School, who went to school in New York who's, you know, she does, you know, a bunch. She did my website, and she knocked it out of the park. I gave her old flyers. I had her, like, studying all this stuff, and she made it exactly how it should be. So thank you, Callie, if you're listening. Yeah, it it (laughs) is awesome. And authenticity is, I I think, understated, and especially as we move forward in our lives. You know, for me, too, there's a few times where I'm like, I think I should be wearing a button-up shirt and a collar right now and look more professional, but I don't, that's not who I am all the time. Sometimes I am, but that's not who I am all the time. And for you, like, I, you hit the nail on the head. Like, if you go to the hardcoretherapist.com, and you should be going there right now, um, (laughs) You'll see. That's Sarah. And I think it's super rad. Like almost any time I see I don't see you in a professional environment, but sweatshirt, you know, jeans, whatever. And and you're you. You're you all the time. But this is how I dress in my office. See, I love that. So whenever I'm working with people like I will might have a baseball hat on. I might be just be in a like a band hoodie and jeans or like even leggings and I'm usually wearing running shoes because my feet are too old to, to wear Vans anymore all the time. And, you know, that's just who I am. And, and I, you know, it's funny because there's other clinicians in my office and they're like buttoned up and they're all nice. And I had this younger clinician came up to me and said, well, you look cozy today. I'm like, I don't really I don't think I'm a better therapist for dressing any other way. Like I don't need to dress a certain way to be a, a good therapist. And I don't think it, I think it was very difficult for younger therapists who maybe this is their first career to think that they're playing, they're almost like playing a role, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and that I'm just not willing to do that anymore for anybody. And it was about a year or two ago. I was, I went down a rabbit hole of the power of our attire mm. and it is incredible. There's some incredible studies about, you know, the energy that you carry with the clothes you're wearing and authenticity, getting back to that. Yeah. You know, when I was, uh, before I got out of control drinking, I like love Batman because yeah. I would be one person 
out in public and then I would shut my doors and try to drink myself to death. And I pride myself now on being the same person 24 hours a day. It's much more comfortable and it's authentic. Yeah. And for you, like walking into the office with a baseball cap on and a uh, a hoodie or whatever, whatever's comfortable for you that's, that day. That's comfortable. That is, I believe, so much more beneficial to your clients because you're bringing all of you. Yes. You're not trying to be two different people. You're not trying to be one person for them. That's who you are. Right. Totally. And I'm not willing to be uncomfortable in clothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ever to put on or be in a role for somebody, for someone else to, to think that I'm uh, enough. Right. Mm-hmm. And or to think that I'm, you know, you know, like I'm professional, like I'm professional because I'm a professional. Right. <laughs> Right. Yeah. I don't have to dress the role and fake you out. Uh, so, you know, we have like a few minutes left. Yeah. If people want to get a hold of you, what is the easiest way? I think the easiest way is actually Instagram. It's so it's the hardcore therapist on Instagram. Um, I, you know, you can DM me. I will answer you. Um, you can also email me at the hardcore therapist at Gmail. I'm a little bit slower on that because it is not on my phone. And um, or, you know, if you do the contact me on uh, my website, The Hardcore Therapist. Very easy, all of this. Everything's The Hardcore Therapist. Um, you can get a hold of me. So, and like, I'm going to say, because I'm going to do a little quick plug about that. I also have merch on my website, and all my merch goes, the proceeds go to underinsured and uninsured people for mental health therapy. And the zip-up sweatshirts are super cozy <laughs> and comfy. I love mine. Uh, before we get out of here, I want to talk a yeah. little bit about Black Christmas and, and Tied oh, Down because cool, cool. there are, you know, Black Christmas, biggest punk rock party in Detroit yeah. around the holidays. And then we have Tied Down, which is a huge hardcore festival. And you yeah. set up tables at those places and offer services. Yeah. So, yes, thank you for that. So, yeah, so my goal is, because I set intentions every year, my, my intention is to be at at least four hardcore festivals a year, either doing my podcast, um, you know, giving mental health help, which I think you actually witnessed me doing that at at Black Christmas. Um, I carry Narcan with me at all times um, because just in case there's anyone who's overdosing that I can help and be of service. Um, But yeah, so I mean, I sell merchandise, but then I also talk about what I do and talk about therapy. And it, you know, at Black Christmas, that was the first time I did it. And I got like a, a pretty warm reception from people. I'm super stoked to be at Tied Down. I'm hoping to do others um, in other places in the country because I just want people to know that in hardcore that like you can be hardcore and again, ask for help. And, you know, you did ask me earlier, like what was a commonality I see with all my clients? Shame. Yeah. That is, a, that is the common theme in every area I work with. And I will say in the hardcore community, when you ask for help, the number one thing I notice is shame and trying to help people out of that shame because shame isn't – there's difference between shame and guilt. Shame is um, I'm, I'm bad. Guilt is I did something bad. Mm. And people who live with that shame can't move forward – in any productive way in their life unless they know that they are not bad, that they are actually good and they are worth more than whatever their feelings are at that time. So I wanted to put that out there, and that's what I try to do at these festivals as well. Yeah. Well, I think that's a wonderful way to close that segment. Look at me getting emotional again because that hits home with me. You know, you you go through some things, and I got to tell you, 
you know, when you when you ask for help and you get through that storm, the the personal, the confidence, the self-esteem, things that you never thought you'd ever be capable of start start growing inside of you. And it's life changing. It's life changing. So I want to thank. Well, thank you, Sarah. We're, we're going to do G. this so many more times in I our lives. <laughs> and we have a, a wonderful time. And thank you, guys. You, 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 the listeners, are amazing. And together, we can become those the, the person we imagine. The person you see inside of your head is, is, is just the other side of that fear. And, and don't be afraid to ask for help. It'll change your life. So with that, I want to thank you once again, Sarah. Thank you. Look at I just went to like pillow talk voice, but it was <laughs> it was true. It's true, and it's important to me, and it's dear to my heart. So I'm glad we can share this information with you guys. Definitely share this with everybody on the planet. Let's continue to help lift each other up and become the best versions of ourselves. Man, awesome, awesome. That's amazing, Sarah. We'll just call her amazing, Sarah. I'm Gerald Valley. You guys are the incredible listeners, and this is the drop in. Thank <laughs> you.